Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today's show is brought to you by our loyal patrons over at Patreon. In addition to our traditional sponsors, y'all keep the lights on over here at SAF HQ. If you'd like to help support the show and get some cool rewards, go to patreon.com slash she's all fat pod and sign up for as little as $1 a month. Or if you're a traditional advertiser and you want to work with us, contact us at FYI at she's all fat pod.com. Thanks. You guys Just be chill. 2K cut yourself a break <laughs> not an ear <laughs> don't not an ear but some slack Sophie. I'm April, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss New Year's anti resolutions, bears, and dealing with chronic illnesses as a body pause babe. April, I haven't seen you in so long since, really? <laughs> since a second ago. One moment ago. <laughs> Wait, so behind the scenes for our fatties at home, I'm staying with Sophie right now. It's yes. 24 7 SAF. <laughs> it's every great moment. for me, but April's an introvert, so she needs more alone time. Yeah. But I did tell her she could come in and shut the room's door at any point she needed to. Which is, no, it's been great. I'm getting more acclimated to her pets than I already was. So that's an experience. Um, but it's been it's been fun. So y'all are really missing out. It's 24-7 over here. Um, what else has been going on? We were apart for the holidays. Yeah. Now we're back together. You were back in Minnesota. It was, it was so cold. Um, I got to meet a few Minnesota listeners. So thank you to everybody who like spoke to me shout out how to you bizarre guys. i spoke shout out to you guys you visited sponsor extraordinaire cat polo vita's boutique yes cake, cake. um in tangletown for any minneapolisans that's, so <laughs> that's not our name minneapolisans i'm gonna post the picture of you there um so it's, it'll be on the instagram with everything tagged if you guys want to go check it out Overall, a lovely holiday season. We took a little break. Mm-hmm. We're back for season two. I'm yeah. excited. Um, we did the holidays. The holidays are done. So what are you obsessed with this week? This week, I am thinking a lot about vocalists. So as you love When are you not? Yeah, literally. <laughs> like If you listen to the show, especially if you're a patron, you know that like mama loves her pop tunes. And this week is no obsession. No. Different? What? No, what's the word? <laughs> Uh, exception. exception. This week is no obsession. <laughs> this week is no obsession, except for it is an obsession, which is pop vocalist. I was re-listening to Katy Perry's Witness, which is not a good album. I don't recommend it. <laughs> but I, I was listening to Chain to the Rhythm, and it just reminded me that even though this album is so trash, like, Katy Perry is such a good vocalist. I think we forget about it because she's like, there's whipped cream coming out of my titties. Like, there's so much. <laughs> In 2009, she did an MTV Unplugged, which is one of my favorite things because it's like, all right, can you really sing? Can you really play an instrument? Yeah, yeah. And here's the time to find out. So she did right when I Kissed a Girl came out. She did an Unplugged. And we're going to play a little clip from her I Kissed a Girl okay. version that night. This was never the way I planned. Not my intention. I got so brave. Drinking hand. Lost my discussion. It's not what I'm used to. Cool. So good. Um, so I was thinking about it was this is like jazzy, yeah, pop, weird thing she did. Just for that like one moment in time, she was like, I'm gonna experiment with this other genre. And I remember just being like, You're amazing. And now she's like, We're all being manipulated by the machine. I'm like, Katie, get <laughs> over yourself. <laughs> this last album was just like too much. But I want people to remember that at the end of the day, when everything is said and done, Katy Perry is a vocalist. Taylor Swift is not. She That's has like kind of the um 
I don't I don't know enough about music to know what I'm trying to say. Right. But the tone in her voice or like the tonal quality, she has the same thing that Shakira kind of has. Oh, it's interesting. Like, uh, a little bit. I think it might Do you know be what I, mean? I think it might be the accents cuz Shakira Colombian. Katy Perry has such a specific California, like she's like girls. Yeah, something yeah. like there's something about that that's like it's it's odd. But I it's I, I like listening to it. Yeah, it's like she's she doesn't sound like anybody else. I'll give her that. So I was thinking about that. I wanted us to talk about the good place. So if and I both love the good place. We talk about it a lot. Yeah. So I just wanted to check in and make sure our listeners were watching. There's the no place. fat characters. There was like a curvy old lady in the first season. I don't think there's a lot of body shaming. Sometimes the evil characters will call someone like fat, oh, but they're true. cartoonishly evil. That's true. So and none of the good characters ever do any of that. That's um, true. And the, as far as like other types of representation, they're they're like there's on a lot. It. And I what I they they find that good balance for me of like the cheaty character He's from an African nation. It's important to his character, but it's not. he's not defined by it. For me, that's what I'm always looking for. It's just like, I don't want the character to be black. And then they're like, all my lines are about how I'm black. But mm-hmm. I don't want to like act like it's not happening because it will inform who you are as a person. Yeah. I feel like they do a good job of that. And then they have Jason, a.k.a. Gianu, who's like, my new favorite trope on TV is Asian bro. Like him. And what's his face on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Oh, Josh Chan. Yeah. I'm like, give me more Asian bros. I want that to be my Speaking boyfriend. Speaking of, I will put <laughs> we'll put the link in the show notes for this person who is like I don't know who he is. He's a model. He's an actor. Oh my god, he's so beautiful. He's a zaddy. And I sent him to somebody tweeted pictures of this guy and was like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "Oh my god, this person is like I, I'm not even being like this guy. I'm just <laughs> like this person is." stunningly beautiful to me he looks like an angel yeah and i sent it to a bunch of our friends and they were like too pretty and i was like nope what you, i you want guys to be in. him he's beautiful his face is full of delicate sharp angles but like at the same time he's super somehow like masculine and sensual Fearing. like he's not photoshopped i don't know but i'm hair, obsessed so I, I want you guys to wait like please listen yeah. weigh in look at him Tweet us what you think. Yeah. I'm in love with him. Yeah. Um, so if, what are you obsessed with? Okay, I'm going to do a short one. It's <laughs> just right. this thing that I found today that Victor and I had like a long conversation that I had to preface with, let's talk about what we think about our own choices because I don't want this to be a why my choice is wrong thing because <laughs> I get super defensive um, talking to Victor about this stuff, right. which is really funny when you find out what it is, which is just this meme that this person, Grace Spellman, who is a writer I know in New York, she tweeted this or she put this on her Insta story and she said, this tore my office apart. Okay. So there's nine choices, and then it's pick two, they will defend you, the rest are coming to kill you. Oh, my God. Okay, so here's the choices. And we'll put a link to this image. I'll find, like, I'll try to find the original right. somehow. Okay, 50 golden eagles is one. Okay. Okay, 10 crocodiles. Okay. Okay, three bears. All right. Seven, I think this is a bison or something, like seven cow-looking animals with huge horns. One man with a shotgun, 15 wolves, four lions, five gorillas, or 10,000 rats. Whoa. Yeah. Strangely, I do have an answer. Okay, what's your answer? One man with a shotgun and three bears. Really? I don't know why, but when I looked at the photos, it's what my heart told me to do. That is so interesting to me because the one thing Victor and I agreed on is that nobody would choose the man with a shotgun. I don't know why, but I just would. It's not even an automatic gun. Like, it, yeah. he would have to reload, reload it. it. I know, but something <laughs> my heart just told me. You just like humans more than animals, I think. Maybe it's that I have more faith in humans. I don't mm-hmm. know why, actually. Animals are much more consistent than we are. I don't know. Well, Victor's answer is the five gorillas and the three bears. Mm. Um, my answer is the 10 crocodiles and the 10,000 rats. Ew, what are you doing with the rats? Here's the thing. Imagine how many rats, 10,000 rats. So, ratatouille levels. It's so many. The ending thing in 1984 just, like, scarred me. Mm -hmm. If a rat is hungry and it gets at you, it can chew out your eyes in, like, a second. Oh, my God. It can chew through, like, skin and tendons and shit. But how do you know they're hungry, these rats that you've chosen? I mean, in this hypothetical, they're they're defending you. Mm -hmm. You know? They will defend you and the other ones. So, here's my thinking is just that a lot of the other big carnivores, like, I don't know who would win. Mm -hmm. Like... The four lions versus the five gorillas, I'm like, 
that seems like a really tough matchup, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But I think all of these would be taken down. Like, I don't know about two at the same time, but any one of these I think would be taken down by 10,000 rats swarming them. And just like, you couldn't swat away enough to like save you before they chewed through your throat. You know what I mean? So for you, it's just like sheer numbers. I think that numbers and I think rats are really smart too. Are they? And then the crocodiles is because they have super thick skin. And so again, that's like, I think they could protect themselves from the hawks, which are the other wild card. Mm -hmm. And like the teeth of some of the other ones may be long enough to like snap at you and get you. Dang. I um, don't like thinking about this because it's putting my brain in survival mode. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like, I'm scared just thinking about this reality. I love hypotheticals like this. F. Mary Kill is like my favorite game. If you guys have any really good, like, would you rathers or if you have any good, like, F. Mary Kills, like, I love doing celebrity F. Mary Kills of all celebrities with the same first name or like, you know, that kind of thing. Send us some games. Send us us some games. Yeah. And tell us what your, I'll post the pic of this and we'll put it on our Twitter too. And you guys tell us what your choices are and why. But yeah, please rationalize. Cause I could not, I, it doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't. <laughs> um, okay. Let's move on to some shout outs. So we're going to shout out people who have left us reviews on Apple podcasts. Please do that if you have not. So here are the shout outs. Mary Glenn. That's my friend from Robert Barons from college. Mary Glenn, love you. You're the best. Um, next, Marcel J. Proust. Wow. That's Coming back from the dead to very, give us a review. Very uh, high art there. Happy customer 3344. This sounds like you're making them up. <laughs> no, all of these sound <laughs> fake. They're very much real. Okay. Um, M.E. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Everett Hobbs. I am literate. Me too. Prove it. Um, and Kayla Miller 417, which is my birthday, sent wow. us presents to my P.O. box. Um, thank you so much for leaving us reviews. Thank and you. And now Sophie's going to do our Patreon shoutouts. Our Patreon shoutouts. Um, Christoph Peck, Meredith Salgit, and Tova Steiner. Thank you guys so, so, so much. Um, we are so excited to have you be part of our Patreon family. We've been pretty behind on our break, um, with like posting a lot in the Facebook group, but if you are in the Facebook group or you are level $7 Patreon, then, um, we'll be starting up some more discussions in there and now you'll be getting all the Patreon posts and part and being part of the family. So welcome. Hoodie-hoo. Yay. Okay. Some news. We just wanted to let you guys know that we have the theme song and the Christmas version of the theme song available for download on our website, not for a fee or anything. Um, And you can also there find a link to our wonderful musicians page. um, So you could hire her for anything you want her to do. CPPR. She's the best. Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. CPPR. Shout out. Um, We also, coming soon, um, hopefully... We'll have transcripts of the episodes available on the website, as well as like individual pages for episodes you can link out to. So that will be coming very soon. We'll update you when those are ready. Also, just a note, real fans will make our theme song their ringtone. Putting it out there. Putting it out there. And you will send us a video on Instagram. Just saying. How will they send us the video with their phone? With your friend's phone. Wow, this is a lot. All right. Real fans will figure it out. Okay. Um, you want to do tip jar? <laughs> sure. Okay. So we got a tip jar from our travel episode. Um, so we just wanted to read it up. Okay. This person says, as a fat girl who loves to travel, I wanted to share a resource to add to some of the great advice you mentioned in your last episode. <laughs> Thank you. There is an Instagram account called at fat girls traveling that is body positive slash fat positive, And they post pics of fat girls traveling the world and pics taken by fat girls traveling the world. It can be really wonderful slash affirming to see larger bodies exploring despite restrictions and difficulties. Additionally, there is a Facebook group associated with this account, fat girls traveling where fat babes ask questions about the policies of different airlines lines or size of different seats or reactions to fat bodies in certain countries or tours that may or may not be accommodating. It's a really great resource when you have specific questions about traveling as a fat woman, and I wanted to pass it along. It was started by Annette Richmond at From Annette With Love on Insta, who is a fearless digital nomad badass fat babe. Woo, wow, what a title. Yeah. Please put that on my gravestone. I know. Um, thank you so much for sending in that tip. I'm in that fat girls traveling group. It is really useful. I learned about how to do the Southwest customer of size thing from that group. 
Um, and people post on there like, here's where you can order like a seatbelt extender that works with this airline so you can have your own or like, here's how this airline works or whatever. So yeah, Annette Richmond is a cool person and I would recommend that group as well. Links in the show notes for this little tip jar. And thank you so much for sending that in. We should really get to the meat of it, don't you think? Let's do it. The meat of it. This week on The Meat of It, we're talking New Year's resolutions. Yes, New Year's resolutions, even though this is coming out February 1st, we're still on our new year, new me bullshit mm-hmm. as a society, I would say. Totally. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about, obviously, the images you're going to be seeing now that it's a new year and capitalism is a, a horrible vortex we're all being sucked into. <laughs> I have already started to see, I mean, obviously started and still continue to see on Hulu, especially the ads of like, I was a size 12. Now I'm a size six. Like, I'm finally <laughs> worthy of love. It's like, so sad. I saw one that was like, yeah, I'm a, I was a size 18. Now I'm a size six. And my husband can't get enough of me. And it's like, you need to leave oh him. Oh, my God. He doesn't love you. Do you tell them you're not interested in those? I always do that. I mark those ads as spam. Oh, I on Hulu, I don't know how. But they're, yeah, they're everywhere. So we just wanted to have a kind of space for us to be able to vent, I think, about people who are being bombarded with those images of like, you have to change. It's a new year. Why wouldn't you, quote, better yourself by, quote, losing weight to be, quote, a better you? My mindset going into 2018, honestly, is like, new year, same fat me, hashtag opting to stay fat. <laughs> Number one, for the brand. <laughs> And number two, because this is it, you know? Yeah. New year. I like me. I mean, we we all have, you know, self-improvement, I think, is different than I want to fundamentally change myself to fit into the thing that they said would be better. Totally. It's different. So for me, it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Honestly, for me, it's it's harder to stick to my like health and fitness goals in the new year because of how fat phobic everyone is about it. Yes. Like I stay away from the gym all of January mm-hmm. because if I ever go in January, I was telling like Lindsay and some of our other friends this and they were all like, what? <laughs> but if I ever go in January, people will always be like, good for you. Oh yeah. That's right. We're talking about this. So they're be like, like, you go girl, do it for you. I'm like I belonged here for three years. Please like, leave me alone. It's just, it's just such an odd thing. Cause I'm like, I don't know why you would assume why anyone is doing anything, but especially at the gym. I'm like, number one, don't talk to me. Number two, don't assume, you know what my goals are. One How time odd. someone did that. And I said, thanks. I'm trying to bulk up. And they looked really confused. <laughs> like I'm getting yoked. <laughs> I'm here to get I mean, I was on a treadmill, so it was double confusing. (laughs) Like, it's cardio. What's happening? (laughs) So, since I've made a different decision to opt out of diet culture instead of, you know, participate, I'm going to read you my New Year's resolutions, which are the same as last year because I didn't make new ones. Great. Still working on these. NYE resolutions 2K17. Number one, be confident. Number two, feel it all. Number three, love myself. That's it. As what far does as feel like, it all? Feel it all for me is like, well, number one, reference to a song that I used to really like called I Feel It All by Feist. But for me, it's just kind of like, I have a tendency to be like, I'm mad. Huh. It's gone. <laughs> like put it in a little box, you know, compartmentalizing. Pull it in a little box and just get it, put it away gotcha. until I have time to deal with it. And then sometimes I don't have time to deal with it and it never gets dealt with. My ongoing resolution is just like, if I have to have the feeling, just have the feeling and not be like, well, I will feel weak if I feel sad or I'll feel weak if I get mad at something that's not a big deal or whatever. It's kind of just like, I'm going to allow myself to have the feeling. Mm-hmm. And then for me, be confident. I do consider myself a confident person in general, but sometimes it's like, I want to be projecting it more. Like I like can kind of get in my head and be like, oh yeah, I'm confident. And then my sister will tell me like, you look so standoffish right now. <laughs> I want, I want to give the vibe of who I am without just, like, keeping it to myself, basically. Yeah. Love myself is pretty self-explanatory. 
Um, and those New Year's resolutions I have found to be, when I do remember that I have them, have found to be more productive as far as just like growing as a person. <laughs> like I would rather be more well-rounded as a human being and focus on those types of things. So those are my general New Year's resolutions. But I also have other news resolutions, like New Year's they? resolutions. I'm like I want our podcast to keep growing. Mm-hmm. I want more people in the family. I want mm-hmm. to have a really diverse family. Mm-hmm. I want to embrace being challenged like to make fanny packs oh my god yeah we have merch you guys get ready for our merch ideas we want to eventually make merch like i just want to expand i want a big goal for myself this year was just to be able to financially be in a place where i can like make the stuff i want to make without worrying about like am i gonna die or whatever which like every artist may- don't laugh while saying that <laughs> am, I gonna- real. am i gonna die oh my god but like a shout out to my fellow starving artists like y'all know how it is and this year i really am confident that like i'm in a place where maybe things like that could change because it's just like once that stress is gone like I could go all day. I could write all day. I could make stuff all day. And so I'm just like, I want to spend way more time in that frame of mind if I'm so fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah, I want to grow. I want to keep making my pod with my friend. I want to find a really cute rug. I want to find a cool apartment. I want to do stuff. Yeah. That's what I want for the next year. I want to be more open. I don't want a boyfriend. Sorry, mom, once again. (laughs) I'm still on my no boyfriends, 2K forever BS. Join me. These men don't know how to act. And until they learn how to act, guess who's single? Is mama. That's what we're doing. So I don't want one of those, but I do want to grow as a person. And then next year, I want a dog. Wow. In a year. That's where I am. Um, how Remember when I said that was my 2018 goal for you and you told me not to curse you? I did. That was two months ago, though. I've grown it since It seems then. like it's working. It seems like I've cursed you. You it's, have. Sophie's so. a witch. You guys get it trending. Sophie's a witch. I mean, thank you. She said thank you. Um, <laughs> Tell me, yeah, what are your feelings on New Year? Same you? New you? What's the vibe? For someone who's really into scheduling and, like, planners, I'm not into New Year's that much. I think because if I look back in my journals, it's always just lose weight, lose weight, yeah. lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. And it's like, oh, <laughs> oops. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, now that I'm not doing that anymore, I don't have any real New Year's goals. Because mm-hmm. my other goals are like, I would say they're more habits I want to work on. And those aren't really, I don't want to tie them to a new year. I don't want them to like fall. I don't want to feel like I failed at them if I need to take a break. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like they're being slowly but surely built into my life. In the new year, I'm going to find a new therapist because I feel like I want to go back to therapy right now. Now that like my more physical health is figured out, I want like some more of that mental health support. Or like, okay, now I have a goal for myself to like go, at, literally I was like at the end of January, go back to the gym at least once a week. But those are more like things I want to build into my life, like more time reading, more time meditating, mm-hmm. um, less time on my phone, just like doing nothing, you know? Yeah. Less time with hashtag fake friends and like <laughs> more time by myself probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those are, those are not like, I don't think it works for me to make a list and then punish myself with it. Totally. I think it's more like I am consistently trying to think about these goals and habits and make them more in tune with my life. Mm-hmm. Literally, if the, there's one thing that I was like, no more of this in 2018. It's just like a lot of times I'll think about that thing you say to me when I'm like having trouble getting something out of my head, when something's really bothering me and I don't want it to be bothering me, asking myself like, is this worth your time? Mm -hmm. Is this worth your time? I want to use my time wisely in 2018. Totally. Because, you know, Trump's about to get us killed. We only have so much time left. I'm like, (laughs) not responding to any idiots in my inbox in 2018. So I think, yeah, habits instead of goals for me. And then just not being unrealistic in general. Not Not in a way that's like your limited deal with it, but yeah. just in a way that's like, okay, what can I choose to be happy about that I've accomplished? Totally. You know? More celebrating those things. I think I tended to just like keep, especially with living in a capitalist society, it's like I just keep going. Something good happens to me and I'm like, whatever. Something horrible happens to me and I'm like, don't want to deal with that. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, for me, it's helpful to take time to reflect. But then I remember like, wow, I just skirted past so many like amazing Like, Soph and I opened a small business last year. I don't know if you heard of it. It's called She's All Fat LLC. We're small business owners. We made art that people love and we love and we have so much fun making it. And, like, that trumps all the, like, BS Totally. from last year. We did a thing. Like, I have a real thing. Like, a real thing. How I'm looking at productivity, which is, like, I read a a couple Twitter threads on this in January. And it was super helpful for me to just kind of go through, like, 
Socratic questioning with myself about what I value or see as valuable in terms of work. So meaning like, um, I beat myself up a lot for doing things I feel like are a waste of time or for not taking like a more traditional full-time job path towards things or not accomplishing more or not feeling like I'm working as hard as I possibly could. And just going through that and kind of being like, well, why would I feel like I need to do those things Um, to make more money? Like I don't really need to make more money. I am like super fortunate in that way. So, and and do I think making more money would make me more valuable? No. Like, do I think that taking some of those like more full-time jobs to just be busier, but not be doing really what I want would be, would make me more like inherently good? Like, no. Would I be creating more good? Like, no. Like, what do I want to value? Creating good things, creating things that I'm proud of. Okay. Do I have to be creating them like 24-7? No. Do I look down on people who like don't have fancy jobs like all the other people who graduated from Stanford do and I don't? Like, no. So just kind of going through and questioning like, are these like shameful or like punish self-punishing feelings or thoughts that I have, like, are they consistent with what I believe? Mm-hmm. And if they're not, then how can I let them go? Yes. And that's been really helpful, especially with all the talk in New Year about like just productivity or like achieving things where it's like just being busy isn't actually a goal. Hashtag no days off stresses me out. It's like, oh God. I need a day off to watch Living Single and take my bra off. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm like, what are the things I value? I value being a good person to myself. I value being a good daughter, sister, girlfriend, friend above almost everything else. Mm -hmm. And then I value being able to create things. None of those are like, I value using my time like a hashtag boss girl time tracker, <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? Lady boss, boss ass bitch. You know what I mean? Yes. Like none of that is like, like I time track my steps combined with my like food intake. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Plus, like fiber, plus, like, I have an app that, whatever, like, whatever. Like, if those things are fulfilling for you, then, like, great. But they make me feel so stressed and, like, I'm constantly underperforming. And so interrogating that is super helpful for me personally. It's a good practice because think about how many years we spent doing the, like, New Year's resolution, lose 35 pounds by day X so I can look like X to go to X, like, event or whatever. And it's just, like, culturally, it's such a bad habit. It's, like, we're writing ourselves, like, a detention slip at the beginning of the year, and then it's, like, you punish yourself throughout. It's, like, we really have to examine that behavior because it's not good to start the year with, like, threats to yourself. Right. (laughs) Whereas, yeah, our mindset really is just like encouraging ourselves to better ourselves in these specific tangible ways and also giving ourselves tons of grace. Cause like there will be days when I'm not like projecting confidence and days where I'm still putting my feelings into my little feelings boxes. And I'm just going to have to give myself that because I don't want to be like putting myself into military school self-imposed. And there will be days when I'm not able to put my feelings in any kind of box. Yeah, not at all. We're really trying to do our, the opposite thing here. You're like, I'm wearing my feelings on a necklace. Do you like my necklace? (laughs) It's my feelings necklace. And you're like, I cannot watch Moana or I will weep. I'll cry. (laughs) It's a separate story. But I so, I so encourage everyone listening at home to kind of have that same practice of like any goal you have is fine. By the way, we do not want to shame you if you want to track no, your steps like if it's good for you if this it's is good just for you. all that like i want to make sure i'm 
thinking about things again, it's like, is this useful for you? Mm-hmm. And, and it's how not is useful it serving you? You yeah. have to really examine because it's like if hitting 10,000 steps a day really does serve you, by all means do it. But if you're like, if, if I don't do this, I'm not going to let myself right. have X, Y, Z. Don't or, do that to yourself. The world does that to you so much. Give or how am I some- serving the people I care about? Like yeah. if I didn't want to do something, but I was like, this would make my mom really happy or like, I really don't want to do this, but it's not harmful to me and my sister really needs me, then like that's a different totally, story, you totally. know. Mm-hmm. But but also like the other thing for me too is like don't let capitalism lie to you. Literally, like pl- your <laughs> making money is not <laughs> the most important. You need to like take care of your needs so that you're alive. And then it's like who the fuck cares? Yeah, like your productivity and whatever you put into the world are not the things define you. No, you guys, seriously, Marxism. <laughs> you <laughs> like, live the longest and you are the happiest if you have strong connections to people. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's the main thing. Like, you only have so much time left. Do you really want to be like, well, you know, this Send is my last day on Send emails Earth. today. Yeah. In- inbox zero. Inbox zero. I'm like, I'm on inbox 2000 and it's completely fine. <laughs> like, I'm out here literally doing my very best and this is what it is, you know? Yeah. So like, I encourage you all to examine it, you if know? If you have inbox zero, like, congrats. Like, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. That is a huge deal. But like, but like, it's, it's not, not realistic. Like, <laughs> yeah. have you seen the giver? It's like, it's not realistic. Yeah. Like, it's just not. There's a lot going on over here. Some people have it. I know some people are like, I follow some people who like every week or so they get to it and they post it on their Insta story. And I'm always like, wow. Congrats. Damn. I'll tell you what I'm caught up on, though, is my shows. Wow. And my YouTube videos. Yeah, there you go. I'm caught up. So I'm just, I'm, I do really encourage you guys to just think about what standard you're holding yourself to and why. I'm not inspired by when people are like, I'm going to make it to the top. I'm going to work hard enough to get to the top. I'm like, why is that your value? Why isn't your value like, I'm going to help people around me and like, I'm going to make sure I'm healthy. Like, if you want to be some like a titan of industry or whatever, or you want to be remembered by everyone else, and like think about who's remembered, um, people who are geniuses who like were geniuses from day one, you would already know if you're an Einstein. I'm yeah. sorry, <laughs> like number two, or and also like, do you think I don't know if Einstein was super happy? And he like was really abusive to his wife. I was really right. recently. I'm like, that's not great. Yeah. Or you're like a tortured artist. You know, maybe you make a lot of cool stuff. Like people. Like probably, you know, you'll you'll be known in the canon if you like that's a cool goal to have. But like I love a Sylvia Plath. I don't want to fucking be her. She killed herself. Yeah, she killed herself. Like I, you know what I mean? Picasso yes. cut off his like or no, not Picasso. He sl- he like uh Picasso hurt also was ears. abusive. Van Gogh cut off his ear. Van Gogh. Mailed um, it to a woman he was seeing. That's horrific. Um <laughs> like don't do that. Don't do that. Literally, you guys <laughs> just be chill. 2K cut yourself. A break. Yeah, not an ear. <laughs> Don't not an ear, but some slack yeah. is my final gift to you. You're fine. And you're we fine. see you and you're fine. You're doing your very best. Yeah. And that's all you can do. And take a break and watch Living Single, which friends was ripped off from on Hulu, and have some hot cocoa and take your bra off. <laughs> You've earned it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Um, do you have predictions for twenty eighteen since we're okay. thinking about the future? Predictions for twenty eighteen. I'm gonna find a new therapist. That's a goal and a prediction. I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> the thing that came to mind is that kind of sad. Hmm. I was like, I'm going to lose a friend and I'm going to gain a friend. But it felt oh, true. All right. But maybe it's better that way. Yeah. Hey, people are in your life for a season, Sure, mother always says. A season and a reason or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think also in 2018, um, I think you're going to have three large pink home accessories in your new apartment. Oh, I've already got them pinned, girlfriend. <laughs> it's done. Also, I think one politician at some point is going to call someone else a pig. Oh, oh, for sure. Oh, my God. Do you think we're seeing the P tape this year? Oh, oh my God. I can't wait. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't. Th- I think that's going to come out in 2028. Mark it now. But, like, I think, I, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, I think calling someone will call someone else a pig. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll get some... Um, more like leaked salacious texts from Congress people. Can't wait. Okay, wait. I want to make a meme prediction. How do you predict a meme? Oh my God, that's harder than the politics. I know. That's why it's more fun. All right. I think 
there will be a meme. I think Dick Van Dyke dancing will become a meme. Ooh, I love those videos. Do you know that Dick Van Dyke's little brother just died and he was 86? Whoa. Yes. I'm obsessed with Dick Van Dyke. He has this young wife. They did this video once where she's like, I can't keep up with him. He <laughs> has a, to move. like a democratic politics, like morning chat group at one of the Starbucks in Malibu. What? Yeah. My dad sees him there sometimes. Awesome. What's your meme prediction? Um, oh, okay. So somebody on Tumblr predicted, so I'm just copycatting them, that the next big like source of memes will be Barbie VHS, like straight to DVD movies. Ooh. And it's like, first of all, I love those. Those are so well written. You, y'all are sleeping on those, <laughs> number one. Oh my God. Number two, it's like it's like Rapunzel rolling her eyes at the prince. Oh my it's God. Like, that will be what I'm going through for my reaction memes. So Amazing. I'm, I'm like seeing that come to fruition amazing yes yes okay perfect um that's the meat of it for this week we've solved new year's resolutions and we have predicted everything important that'll happen in 2018 you're You're welcome. welcome today's episode is sponsored by representation matters a diverse stock photo website founded by photographer lindley ashland You see stock images every day. They're in ads, magazines, and websites, and the models featured tend to be white, thin, and able-bodied. Lindley created Representation Matters to provide stock images of all kinds of bodies and people, people of color, the LGBTQIA plus community, and more. Representation Matters is the world's first and best site for high-res, royalty-free, diverse stock images for commercial use. You'll find images focused on inclusion and diversity in all walks of life. Perfect for bloggers and graphic designers and priced for small business owners. Enter code SAF at representationmatters.me to get $5 off your first order. That's one image for your personal or business website, totally free. And now it's time to ask a fatty. If you want advice, you can send a voice memo of yourself asking a question to fyi at sheisallfatpod.com. You can record it on your computer or the voice memo app on your iPhone. Just keep it short, about one minute max. Or if you're shy, you can send us a plain old email at fyi at sheisallfatpod.com and we might answer your question right here on the show. This week on Ask a Fatty, we have a very special letter from Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah. I live in... England and I'm a new Patreon supporter. So I have chronic health conditions and I find it difficult to love my body and to not uh, pick it apart and start to hate it when I have bad days with my health. Um, So I guess my question is what advice would you give to somebody who struggles with a health condition um, or a disability, how can you not be focusing on the negatives about your body? For me, that my kind of positive body image that I've built up tends to crumble when I have a bad day. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Thank you. British Hannah, thank you so much for your question. Um, We are going to do one of what I'm sure is like not the only um, doctor slash medicine episodes coming up. Health stuff. Health stuff. So if you all have more questions about chronic illness, things to say about it, or about doctors or like health in general, send us those. We have like a couple questions to use for it already, but would love to hear more feedback. I also have chronic illnesses and know totally what you mean. One thing off the top of my head is I'll link to her in the show notes. I follow this writer named Esme and she is someone who's also dealt with chronic illnesses. And I really like looking at her blog and her feed because she, every single day on Twitter in the morning, will post like, take your body one day at a time, like eyes up, let's go. Like she's just very encouraging and open about like her struggles with chronic illnesses. Um, I think one thing about having a chronic illness is that like, it feels like uh, on a day-to-day basis, I can't be sure about how my body will feel or perform or look even because of these things that I can't totally control um, or that I have a small measure of control over, which makes it like almost harder because then I get into like beating myself up about things. So I totally relate to that feeling. I think for me, one thing that helped was changing a little bit of my mantras from like, you're fine the way you are, or you're good the way you are to being like, change, like the change is okay. However, your body changes is fine. Like learning to accept 
that your body will change, let alone the changes happening all the time. And by change, I mean like anything from a more permanent change to like bloating or like not feeling good. Or like if you have a uh, immune, like I have an immune disorder that comes with like lesions, basically. Like if I have those that are active and then there's like pain and, and it feels like ugly and just being like, I have to try to accept that that is what's going on and like work to be okay with it. But it's hard. Like it's super hard. And there's not a lot out there in the like discourse generally about that intersection of like fat positivity and like disability or chronic illness um, positivity like intersection. There's a, there is a lot, I will say, written about this under disability or differently abled or chronic illness or whatever, you know, term you feel most, most comfortable with, right? Especially on Twitter. Um, so I'll link to a couple of my favorite um, follows for that. But I find that just seeing other people talk about their current struggles with chronic illness really helps me to feel less isolated. It feels a lot of times like, oh, I'm the only one going through this, which is in some ways true because you're the only one with your body. But in a lot of ways, it's it's helpful to be like, oh, other people are thinking about this. The people I'll link specifically are people who are fat and have chronic illnesses. So just following them has been very helpful for me. But yeah, I don't know. There's not like a fix for it because like, just like there's not a fix for a lot of chronic illnesses. I wonder if it's a similar mindset of like, you know, we talk about body positivity and we're like, it's not that you have to feel beautiful every day. Like, I don't think that that should be a value because it's unrealistic and also just like, not important like yeah. beauty is fleeting so i wonder if it's the same thing with your body where it's like you don't actually have to love your body every single day but i think it's kind of like what we're talking about with new year's resolutions trying to get to a place where you're just like i know my body's trying her best just like i'm trying my best yeah and we're both gonna cut each other some slack yeah or even just like you know the kind of meditation concept of like when you're trying to meditate and you have disruptive thoughts that come in you're not supposed to like shoo them away or tell yourself you're bad for having them. You're supposed to kind of sit on the corner and watch the traffic go by. Just be like, that's interesting. I'm having that thought. Yeah. Just allow and, it. Yeah, yeah. Allow that to happen. And sometimes I feel that way about how like out of control my body can feel because of this. Sometimes the most I can do is be like, oh, my body feels really weird today and I don't feel great about that. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like noted that that's happening. Yeah. And continue. But yeah. just like seeing it and acknowledging it and being like, oh, all right. Yeah. We're doing this. Okay. We're doing it. That can help for me to shift it a little bit from just like, I don't like this to like, I see that I don't like it. Like, I wonder how I'll figure out to deal with that today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? That's it. And I think that's the best you can do. Like, there will be several days where you're, like, pissed about it. Yeah. Because it sucks to live in a body that's not operating as you were told. Yeah. It wouldn't operate. Oh, my God. Um, or just that, yeah. like, yeah, especially if it's a chronic illness where you fluctuate in size. That's something I've dealt with that's just, like... You're like, I just got like fine with this one way. Can you stay? <laughs> just got the new jeans. Yeah. Like, it's frustrating. What are you doing? It's really frustrating. It's super frustrating. Yeah. So just like solidarity. If there's like other um, resources people have, I'm sure we are not the only ones in this family, dear British Hannah, yes. who are dealing with this. So there's people, please like send us emails or tweet at us other resources you have and be sure to check out the other resources and forums that I'm going to put in the show notes. And just like, yeah, I, I want to have you write in again and tell us if this makes sense to you in terms of what you were saying about like holding on to body positivity. I'm reading that as like, it's hard for you to hold on to it when you feel different all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I see that. I get it. But like, it's got to be, it's just got to be tweaked a little bit to be like, all right, I got to be kind to myself no matter what. Yep. It's changing. It's happening. It sucks. <laughs> I get it. Keep us posted, Hannah. We want to see how you're doing. Yeah. And now it's time for It's Okay, You Can Ask, a segment where Sophie has free reign to finally ask me all the things she usually just thinks while squinting and looking off into the distance. so rude. <laughs> I snorted. That's how rude you are. Keep it in room. We'll find out the answers to our burning questions like, what is a hotep? Or who is Pat Benatar? Oh my God. You don't know who Pat Benatar is? I do is? not. I hear the name a lot. I don't know who that is. God. Okay. So, April. Mm -hmm. Here's my question. 
Sometimes I will do things or say things that you or Victor or even Lindsay will be like, laugh at me and then be like, I'll be like, what? And you'll be like, that was just so white. Mm -hmm. And I'm never expecting it. So I tried to brainstorm five things and I want to check with you and see if they're really so white. Perfect. And have you explain to me why they are or are not. Okay. I'm ready. Does this make sense? This will be fun. Okay. Hot tea. No, not white. Not white? No. Okay. Okay. Do you understand why I thought it might be? No. Just like British people. Oh, but because of colonialism, like my grandma grew up drinking like British teas. Oh, oh. Yeah. So to me it feels African. Okay. Okay, kilts. Yes, are you kidding? That's white. Yes. But that's the same thing, Scotland. Yeah, but but I don't have any connection to that. The Scottish people weren't taking anyone over, I guess. No. That's very white. And especially when white guys insist on wearing them to their weddings when they're, like, from Michigan. Very white to me. I do apologize. <laughs> you do not need to apologize for that. Oh, my God. There were, you know, was there a kid at your high school that always wore a kilt? A hundred percent. There wasn't mine. I think his name was Kelly. Great. Yeah. 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 There's always that guy. There's always that guy. And he's like, it's my culture. I feel no, connected to it. I'm like, come like, on. You just don't, you're just not athletic and you needed a thing. You need it. And I get it. We all need a thing. We all need a thing. It's ridiculous. It's like kilts for guys in high school is the same as cat ears for girls, I feel like. Or like horse girls. Mm-hmm. It's just their kilt. Just their thing. Yeah. Okay, unicycles. Yes. That's a white thing. Deeply white. Now it's a Williamsburg thing. But is that also, that's what I was thinking, is like that variation of quirk also super white? Yes, because to me, like if you're literally out here on a unicycle, it's just you're so desperate to connect to something culturally. And is that, that what it is? I think so. And I think that feeling is explicitly white. <laughs> like okay. the feeling of like, I have nothing except for my monocle. Oh my God. That's white. Okay. All right. I I thought for a while it said bicycles, and then I deleted it and wrote unicycle. Yeah, bicycles are everybody. Okay, unicycles are white. Okay. Um, tandem bicycles, though. Well, I have asked my sister to get on one before. Really? <laughs> yes, and she was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's because I think I saw the Olsen twins do it. Uh huh. Which so is maybe white. white. Yeah. Okay. Glossier. Well. I'm wearing their concealer. I know, so. but you like white girl things. Don't say that. I have street cred <laughs> to protect. God damn it. You wish that you were Nancy Myers. Oh, I do, but <laughs> I don't want you to say it. Honestly, I think I think Glossier is for everyone. Okay. I mean, they could do more with shades, but I think if you look especially like Wouder, it comes in more shades for people of color than not. Like there's really? like one white girl shade and like four people oh, yeah. of color shades. I'm well, like, the shade is too dark for me, but like really? almost everything is. That's yeah. not like an Asian <laughs> beauty product. I see. Um, no, I'm into Glossier, but there's been this trend recently of black beauty vloggers like trying glossy and being like what is this because <laughs> it's too like really sheer and then like i'm used to like full coverage stuff that's what i was thinking and also because that time we both put the same blush on and it looked oh, yeah. like tanner on me and it looked like a white streak on you it was dusk i dm'd glossier about it and they sent them <laughs> the photo and i was like can we please not but i think no in general glossier like if, it's for the person who wants to not look cakey do they use women of color in their commercials oh yeah all the time but they but they kind of fall into the trap sometimes of getting the like light-skinned afro girl and being like c representation i'm like you got the like most acceptable yeah black girl yeah i think i think glossier is associated with white women but i think in reality like more people use it i love my glossier okay sponsor us (laughs) yeah i know for real okay and then the last one i have a question for you okay about is tiva's Yes. Are Tiva's white? I didn't even know what this was till like junior year of college. Really? <laughs> I didn't even know. People kept being like, haha, so ironic in my Tiva's. I was like, I don't even, is that a type of underwear? <laughs> well, so, okay. So here's my question about these. I was like trying to figure out what, what made me suspect these were white things. Mm-hmm. And I think that like my fear, I mean, the kilts is obvious. Yes. That's just Scotland. Mm-hmm. But my fear with them is that they're all like unicycles, glossier, and tivas are things that are like someone would like them who also might be labeled a gentrifier or something. Oh, like it has to do with like money. Because mm. so, tivas are expensive, I've been told, right? I don't know because I'm not an outdoors girl. Me either. <laughs> but I think they're kind of like Birkenstocks, but for real. 
Mm. Like they have the straps like for if you straps, like want to yeah. walk in streams or whatever. The things that you're always like, that's so way. I'm like, is that just like a money thing? And if so, is that super classist to say it like that? Like, what are the things that are why? Maybe your explanation about the unicycle thing was like the most pure explanation. But okay, but give me an example of other times I've said this to you because I don't remember. I mean, usually probably times when I've been classist where you'll say something and I'll be like, ugh. <laughs> You're like, oh, this Soho house. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. <laughs> Whatever. Soho house is dumb. I can't believe you. Um, that kind of thing. I mean, it really is a case-by-case basis. But I would say, like, okay, my broad definition for something is just so white. Yeah, it would be... And I'm not saying, like, your behavior. But, for example, if somebody says something on Twitter and then they get, quote, tweeted, and they're like, sounds about white, it's like, it's almost like they're being pompous or obtuse uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of what it is like if i'm trying to think of the last time that i retweeted something like that it's some white person being like why well, i don't understand if something bad happened why wouldn't you call the cops right, it's right. Like, that's very white <laughs> you're allowed to call the cops but so what's the like object version of that you know what i mean but then then i just think that's just like cultural stuff okay like the hummus thing What do you mean the hummus thing? Like, I feel like white people are always talking about really liking hummus. Do you not like hummus? I like hummus, but I would never have a conversation about that. But I've overheard. But there's so many kinds. Yeah, exactly. But, like, to me, it's really not a big deal. But I've overheard white people having a conversation, like, an effusive conversation about how much they like hummus. Interesting. And to me, it's just, like, it's something culturally is just it feels white. (laughs) I would never be like, red pepper. Like, I can't. Build a conversation around it. It's important to know. You like the artichoke? You like the plain? You like the red pepper? I like any, any hummus. Like, I, I didn't want this to veer too close to some version of, like, that's ghetto and this is not oh, ghetto. Do you know what no, I mean? No, yeah, I know. I don't think so. Okay, good. And I also think, even on Twitter when people are like, oh, that's so white about, like, an activity or an item, I think it's usually in good fun. But it's just, like, acknowledging our differences. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... Like seeing somebody drink whole milk, even if they're not white, it just seems like a white thing to do. You Why? Know? I don't know, but it just feels white. Really? Because so, maybe because we're all lactose intolerant. I don't know. But um, <laughs> damn, see, just I'm just culture, never. Though. I'm never gonna be able to guess these. I no. would never have thought of that. Really? <laughs> never. Yeah, I remember like in high school and, and junior high and stuff. At lunch, we would have like a gross cheeseburger and like milk, and I would always be like, "Ew, where's the water fountain?" And all the white kids would be like, "Drinking this milk? What's up?" I'm like, "Ew." You don't drink milk? I just I can't. I mean, I don't. I can't anymore. Yeah, but, but there was didn't? a time. Not unless I'm having cocoa puffs and I'm oh. like looking for milk. All right. Different. I never different would have thought of that. I know? literally never would have thought of that. Damn. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I nailed it with kilts and unicycles at the oh, very and tivas. Oh yeah, you killed it. Yeah, I remember when someone describing to me what their tivas were and like their connection <laughs> to their tivas. I was like, huh? It's just hikers. I was like, what are you just talking people about? People who like hikes and like Mary Oliver poems, you know? Yeah, I don't relate. All right. Um, thank you for explaining to me why those things are white. Now I know. You're very welcome. And that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to FYI at she's Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Kahn and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. This week, we're posting more information, resources, and readings about chronic illnesses and New Year's resolutions just for our Patreon supporters. Our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by Maria Wartell. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your pods. Bye! Lindsay's mad at us for not being there yet. Hashtag sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> Put this at the top, Maria. Hashtag sorry, Lindsay. We're recording this instead of being at your apartment yet. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.